This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV, it's in your veins. Brought to you by Soccerom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros, before the best coaches go to practice, they go to Soccerom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News IV. Here's our top story. Yes, 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 yes. The World Cup starts in a week, and I have a lot on that. But I have to start with something I told you was just a matter of time. The L.A. Galaxy fired head coach Steve Sampson on Wednesday. L.A. did not score a single goal in the entire month of May and are currently on a team record six-game losing streak, putting them at the worst record in all of MLS. And while General Manager Alexi Lawless may not have done a celebration dance after canning his former coach, he did act quickly to replace him. Lawless called on his old friend, Frank Yallop. Yallop has been the head coach for the Canadian national team. Before that, he guided the San Jose Earthquakes to two MLS championships. So now the former rival is the Galaxy's new leader. The U.S. played its last warm-up match before the Cup on Monday. The alleg- they allegedly won 1-0 off an alleged goal from striker Brian McBride. I say alleged because we don't really know what happened in that match. It was a closed-door game, and it does not really count as an official FIFA-sanctioned friendly. The private game gives both teams a chance to work on set plays and other tactics they don't want rivals from their groups to pick up on. This isn't that unusual. The U.S. allegedly played a similar match prior to World Cup 2002, and they allegedly won that one, won nothing, as well off an alleged goal from striker Ryan McBride, allegedly. And in case you hadn't heard, the World Cup starts this weekend in Germany, and all the games will be broadcast live on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2, and they'll be broadcast in HD. I would be watching all of those games in HD, except that my wife gave birth this week to our second child. She claims the baby has priority over a big honking digital plasma flat screen wall mounted HD television. So let's go group by group. I'm going to give you a little preview and some predictions that will be proven wrong well before next week's podcast. Group A consists of the hosts, Germany, Costa Rica, Poland and Ecuador. I'm predicting Germany and Poland will go through. Costa Rica's stars are starting to age a bit. And besides, Poland is just one country away, so it's almost like home match for them. Group B features England, Paraguay, Trinidad, Tobago, and Sweden. I'm calling for England and Sweden to move on, despite the broken feet of a few English stars. Sweden always seems to rise up in these tournaments. On to Group C, Argentina, Ivory Coast, Serbia, and Montenegro and Holland. This group will be taken easily by the Dutch and the Argentines. Group D is home for Mexico, Iran, Angola, and Portugal. The Portuguese plan to make up for the pathetic showing in 2002, and Mexico is very strong. This may be Iran's best team ever, but they will still be on the way home before you can say Mahmoud Aminajad is a psychopath suffering from nuke envy. 
Group E is quite clearly the toughest group in the Cup. I know a lot of folks in Europe and South America say it isn't true, but let's just look at the numbers. This is the only group that can claim three teams in the top 20 on the FIFA Coca-Cola rankings. Now, while the U.S. may not deserve the number five slot and Italy may deserve to be higher than number 13, there is no doubt that the U.S., Italy, and Czechs all belong in at least the top 20. Most groups in the Cup have only two teams in the top 20. So groups A, G, and H only have one top 20 team. What this means is that at least one team from Group E that deserves to go on will not go on. And that, my friends, is the definition of the group of death. Even so, I believe the U.S. will beat the Czechs in the first game. In the last two cups, only one team that lost its first match made it to the round of 16. So my picks for Group E are the U.S. and Italy, Czech Republic, and Ghana will be going home. The only group that is even close to Group E is Group F, not just alphabetically, but also in terms of, of strength. The group features Brazil, Croatia, Australia, and Japan. Croatia is ranked 23rd, and some believe they should be in the top 20. If so, the team they would replace on that list is probably Japan, so it's still a wash. I pick Brazil and Croatia to move on. Group G contains France, Switzerland, South Korea, and Togo. The only way the French don't make it out of this is if their military leaders make out the game plan and decide to surrender early. Korea is going to try and prove their semifinal appearance in 2002 wasn't a fluke. Group H is possibly the softest group in the entire cup. Spain, Ukraine, Tunisia, and Saudi Arabia. Spain has one of the best professional leagues in the world and is the team that is best at choking in World Cups on a consistent basis. Still, they will advance, and I expect the second-place spot to come down to the final game of the match between Tunisia and Ukraine. Tunisia is the only African team in the Cup this year that has ever been to a World Cup before. They've seen four World Cups. They've never really done anything special, but I think they'll at least make it to the round of 16 before being bumped off home. Those are my picks. Let the game begin. Speaking of games, let's head to the game wrap. DC United held on to a 1-0 lead to beat rivals New England. Man, that was a boring game. So if you missed it on television, then you really didn't miss much. High-flying FC Dallas was taken down a bit at home by Columbus. The crew beat the hoops 2-1. Carlos Ruiz hit the Bulls' only goal. The Galaxy finally scored a goal. Unfortunately for them, the Dynamo scored two. Houston won at home without Brian Ching, who's over in Germany, Germany for some little tournament thing. You may have heard of it. Red Bulls tied the Wizards 1-1 in Kansas City. The Wiz has been struggling since both of their strikers have been with the national team. This was the Bulls' sixth tie game in just nine overall games. It's like they... Need some kind of a, a pick-me-up or, or an energy boost or something. Real Salt Lake wins their third game of the season. They hosted the Chicago Fire and walked away with a 3-1 victory thanks to two goals from Jeff Cunningham. Fortunately for the Fire, their next game will be at home in their brand-new stadium. And Chivas USA beat the Colorado Rapids in the home deep. depot center 4-1. Mike Petke hit an own goal in the sixth minute. And things for Colorado just went downhill from there. 
So DC holds on the top spot in the East and all of MLS with 24 points. The Wizards and the crew are tied for second place with 14 points each, and they are more than three games behind DC United. In the West, Dallas still holds the lead with 21 points, but Houston's win pulls them a little closer with 17. The Galaxy have only seven points from 10 matches. The scoring leaders board is a little more crowded. Carlos Ruiz, Jeff Cunningham, and Jaime Moreno have all caught up with Brian Ching at seven goals apiece. And Ante Razov has netted six. The schedule. ESPN2 is showing the next step in the Super Classico between L.A. and Chivas on Thursday night at 10 Eastern. This will be Frank Gallup's first game in charge of the Galaxy. On Friday, Real Salt Lake heads to Colorado for a 9.30 Eastern start. That is on direct kick, and if you haven't gotten enough World Cup soccer on the first day of the World Cup, you can watch that. At 7.30 on Saturday, Red Bull hosts Houston Dynamo, and that match is also on direct kick. The Wizards face the crew at home at the same time, and the only way to see that match is to have your butt in a seat at Colorado, uh, I'm sorry, at a Columbus Crew Stadium. But that's not a bad idea because the crew are hosting a World Cup watching party all day long on Saturday, so it would, it would be a great day to be out there. On Sunday, Chivas faces FC Dallas on HDNet. Kickoff is 6 Eastern, and Dallas will be wearing a replica of the uniform of Tigres, the Hoops partner team in Mexico, so they won't be wearing the red and white hoops. Chicago's first game in their new stadium is on Sunday against New England Revolution. Unfortunately, that game is not being televised at all. And at 8 p.m., the Galaxy head to D.C. to face United on Sunday. Kickoff there is 8 Eastern on direct kick. There's a lot of World Cup action, starting with Germany and Costa Rica and Poland-Ecuador on Friday. Then it's three games a day through Friday, June 23rd. The new cup winner will be crowned on Sunday, July 9th. That's it for this week. There's a lot of soccer coming up. I hope you get a chance to watch as much of it as possible. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.